you know that content marketing is a killer way to build brand, attract and influence customers, right? You're listening to a podcast. This is content marketing. It works. But with so many content channels to post across, most marketers these days have a huge content marketing to-do list and are feeling a little bit frazzled. Maybe you're posting across your company's social channels. You've got to keep the website up to date. You've got to post knowledge-based content and blog content. You've got various email lists that you're sending stuff out to. Maybe you're testing a podcast or you're making videos. Having all of these different content channels and trying to keep them all up to date and all relevant and all good is really, really exhausting. Producing content in the first place is stressful enough. It's incredibly competitive as every content channel that we work across becomes more competitive. We have to keep raising the bar if our content is going to cut through and actually get in front of people in the first place. And then, of course, it takes time and loads and loads of reps to start seeing results. Doing this across multiple channels can be a total nightmare. Well, I'm going to let you into a little secret. At Exposure Ninja, we love content, can you tell? Videos, podcasts, books, loads of blogs, loads of guides. We're making a monster like 600 page knowledge base at the moment. Every type of content we absolutely love doing. And the reason that we're able to do this stuff is that we found a model that works really well for us and our clients. It allows you to produce a lot more, a lot better quality content and it saves you a whole bunch of time. So that's what we're going to talk through today, a content marketing model that you can use in 2023 and beyond. So buckle up me ninjas, let's do this. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk you through the theory of this model first. I'm going to explain how it differs to the typical approach that people take with content marketing. And then I'm going to run you through an example. I'm also going to give you some suggestions at the end of how to prioritize the different content channels that you're working on. Because even with the new, more efficient model, it's still going to take a lot of time to work across, you know, the 15 or 20 different content channels that are out there that we can choose from. So let's talk about first how most businesses create good content now and then how we might want to optimize that process. So the best marketers create amazing content using a four step process. Okay. And you're going to be exactly the same. It's how we create everything. It's how pretty much every marketer produces content. The first step is to identify their target audience. So understanding what are the target audience's interests and pain points, obviously, as they relate to your business. I don't just mean in general, you know, oh, our clients like football, but we sell sausages. So, you know, that's completely useless. Like, we need to understand what sort of topics around our business are our potential customers interested in. Once we've got some topics, we then need to validate them. Step two is to validate these ideas to make sure that there is enough interest in these topics that if we produce content in these areas, we're actually going to get some engagement. Okay. So for example, if we're going to be researching blog posts or content for our website, we might do keyword research. And what we're looking for there is we're looking for how many people are searching for this topic each month so that we can make sure if we put the time into producing this content, we're actually going to get some traction. If we're producing stuff for social media, let's say we're making posts for social media, we might check Buzzsumo to see if the content on these sorts of topics actually gets engagement. If it does, great. If it doesn't get any engagement, then it's a little bit pointless us producing it in the first place. So that's the first two steps. I identify our target audience, come up with some ideas, and then validate those ideas for demand. The third step, once you've validated an idea and you know that you want to produce some stuff around it, is to start researching the topic. So research 
Flash can take a whole bunch of different formats. It can be as simple as just spending some time getting the ideas out of your head onto a screen or onto some paper. It can mean talking to people in your company to get the knowledge out of your company and into a Google Doc file, which you can start creating some content around. Or it can mean just going to do some research online, whatever. But you're gonna research your topic before the final step, which is to produce either write, record, video, you know, whatever it is, the, the, the content that you're making. And by the way, I really hate the use of the word content, but there's no other way. <laughs> I've tried to find another way to word it, but there's gonna be a whole lot of content going on today. So we've got our four steps there. Target audience identification and topic selection. Validating that, checking there's enough volume around it to mean that if we produce some stuff, then we're gonna get some engagement. Third step is researching this topic, either internally in our own heads or out in the wide world. And then final step is record writing or producing the content. So let's say that you're gonna write a blog post. You're gonna go through this exact process, hopefully, in order to produce your blog. So that four step process is pretty universal. You can't really escape it if you're gonna produce something good. You can like take bits out, but it's normally it's not gonna land as well. You're not gonna get as good results from it. So that's fairly universal. The problem is that most businesses will do this for every single channel that they're working across and that becomes completely unscalable. Imagine that you're working across, say you've got maybe four social networks that you work on and then each of them has a different type of content format. So for example, you've got Instagram posts, you've got Instagram stories, you've got Instagram reels. Let's say you're on YouTube, you've also got YouTube shorts and YouTube posts. Uh, let's say you've got LinkedIn, you've got LinkedIn posts, you've got stories, you've got personal LinkedIn, you've got business LinkedIn, right? So even each of these channels has their own different sort of content types. So you might be working across 10 different content platforms, which are like your top priority ones. Going through that four step process for each of those 10 is a complete freaking nightmare. What ends up happening is you just can't spread your energy that thin. So you have to compromise in one of two areas. Either you do less research for some of these channels. So some of them get a bit less attention. You're a little bit lazy, you slapdash, you post some stuff that you know isn't gonna get much attention, but you know, hey, at least it's looking busy. Or some channels just get completely left behind altogether. The stuff that you cut out is the production of the content. You just sort of leave Facebook organic to drift along because it doesn't get much response anyway. So neither of those is obviously ideal. We wanna keep our channels looking fresh and we wanna make sure that we're putting the right time into them so that they're getting the right engagement. So that's why we need a better way. So we're still gonna use this four-step process, you know, your target customer thing, validating your ideas, research, and then production. We're still gonna use that process, but this time we're going to choose one uh, rather than replicate this reach marketing channel, we're gonna choose one long form channel, which is gonna become our hub. Okay, so Tim, what do you mean by long form channel? I mean something like a blog. And for Exposure Ninja and most of our clients, the blog is their sort of long form hub. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna go through that four step process and you're gonna create a really long form blog post. This becomes the sort of central asset that you're working from. For some businesses, their long form hub might be a video or they might have a podcast or they might write books, right? For the early days of Exposure Ninja, books were our long form hub. So what you do is you put loads of time and energy into creating one single piece of content, which is really super long form, really detailed, really well researched. It takes you ages, but that's okay because you're gonna get good leverage from this effort. And the good news is you only have to do it once. Remember, if you're using the old model, you have to go through the same process across each of your individual channels, which just takes you absolutely ages. You might be doing this multiple times per channel per week, right? Horrific. Now, once you've got this hub content, let's say you've got this really long form blog post, which is typically how we work with clients. We'll work on researching and writing a really long form blog post. Once you've got that, you can then pull pieces out of it 
to repurpose across other channels. So let me give you an example. Let's say that we've written a really long form blog post for Exposure Ninja or one of our clients. Well, what we might do is rather than having to go and research and write our own social posts about different topics, is we might write a series of social posts taking out quotes or tips or statistics from this central blog post. We might run some uh, surveys on social media for engagement, asking questions about the topic in this post. We might record a podcast discussing this topic. We might make a video or webinar about it. We might send uh, the article or send snippets of the article or send statistics or you know something that's been taken out of the article to various email list segments that we've got. We might give the article to our sales team to send it out to prospects. So what we've done is we've done the work once and then we're basically chopping it up and using it, repurposing it across all these different platforms. Now you've heard of repurposing before, of course, I have to obviously say it's not quite that simple. You can't just take your long form blog post and do the old school thing. You know when you used to post on, was it Instagram? You used to post on Instagram and you get those little check boxes. Do you want to automatically post this to Twitter and Facebook and all these different places? You just click yes, yes, yes. And then what happens is you Twitter is just full up of links to people's Instagrams. Well, that doesn't work. That sort of bland, mindless reposting obviously completely ineffective. That's definitely going to fail. So I'm going to give you some nuance on how to do this so that when you repurpose, it's really effective. Before we do that though, if you want some help with your digital marketing, the team here at Exposure Ninja, we work with clients on exactly this sort of stuff across SEO, content marketing, PPC, web development, email marketing. We have a service for people who want help with their digital marketing, but aren't really sure what to do. And it's called the free website and marketing review. So all you need to do is go to ExposureNinja.com, that's our website, and click to request your free marketing review. We'll ask you a few questions about your business and your goals, and we'll then record you a video which will show you how to generate more leads and sales through your website to hit your marketing goals over the next six to 12 months. This service is completely free. We send you the video by email so you can watch it back. You can implement the stuff yourself. You can implement it with your current agency, or if you're looking for a new agency, of course, we're happy to have that conversation. So go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review to request your free website and marketing review today. Day. Okay, so you've got your hub content and you know that you're going to be repurposing it. How do you make sure that it actually sticks and that it works? Well, the key is to read the room in each channel. You're going to have to adjust the angle or the tone of your content according to the channel. Let's look at an example from close to home, right? Exposure Ninja. So we're an agency. We do digital marketing for clients. We build websites, including e-commerce websites. Okay. That's one of the things that we do. So I think back in 2021, late 2021, this particular example is for, we identified a common question that our e-commerce audience was asking was whether they should choose between WooCommerce or Shopify as their e-commerce platform. So the two most popular e-commerce platforms, how do you know which one to choose? It's a really complicated decision. There's loads of pros and cons to each. We decided to tackle this. So the first thing we did is we wrote the hub content for this post. So it's like Shopify versus WooCommerce, which is best, I think it's called. Now, this was an absolutely monster blog post. Our marketer, Jess, she did an amazing job of it. It's super long, super detailed, loads of you know rich media in there, images and tweets and videos and all sorts in there. This thing took so long to produce. It's then the hub content, okay? Once we had that, we could like, you know, you know how I'm a vegetarian, but you know how an animal goes to the, uh, to the to the butchers and the butcher sort of cuts up the different bits and hands them out elsewhere. Well, we could do exactly that with this long form blog post. We could quickly take the key elements and turn them into a video, which is exactly what we did. We posted a video script based on the blog post and recorded it as a video on our YouTube channel. 
We also posted that video on Facebook as well, because you can post videos on Facebook for people that want to watch their videos on Facebook. We then took out sections from this video and posted short vertical videos on Facebook and Instagram as reels. We then made Instagram posts about it, asking people, you know, turning it into like a quick carousel post and asking people which platform they liked. We then used the video script to record a podcast episode. And you would have heard that if you were listening in, I think November, 2021. We then sent out an email to our list with a link to the blog. We embedded the video, we embedded the podcast in that email. So just think about what we've done there. The target audience, the research, the topic validation, the content research and writing all happened once. Then all I needed to do, all the rest of the marketing team needed to do was go from that post and take out the bits we needed into these different formats that we're gonna work on the other channels that we're posting to. Now, of course, what we wouldn't have done and what you wouldn't do is just take that blog post and just read it into a microphone and say, hey, we've got a podcast. <laughs> it needs to be a little bit more engaging. You might discuss that topic or you might give a little bit of extra insight or you might fill in some stuff that maybe wasn't included in the blog post or go into a bit more detail or tell some personal stories or whatever, which I'm sure is exactly what I did. If you're posting on Instagram, then you might find a picture that represented that post and you might, or you might make a carousel post where you take a few key elements from the post. What you wouldn't do is just have, you know, a picture of the post or something, one featured image, and then try and link to it in your Instagram caption, you know, where you see a caption with a link and you got to try and remember the link and head over to a browser and type it in. Total mess. You obviously wouldn't do that. If you're posting on LinkedIn about this blog post, then you'd probably add a story about how you discovered this lesson while you were helping a homeless person and then everyone stood up and clapped, right? So you have to be relevant. You have to be, you have to read the room. You have to dress for the occasion. You have to show up and post the sort of stuff that people are going to want on the platform that they're on. People don't scroll through Facebook thinking, wow, I hope someone links me to a 6,000 word blog post that I can read on my phone, right? That's not how people work. People are scrolling through Facebook, looking at pictures and quick videos, and they want that sort of quick hit of whatever the chemical is that we get from going on Facebook, other than boredom about our, you know, once cool friends who are now just parents and posting boring rubbish. Um, my friends who are listening, not you, obviously. Uh, so even using this repurposing model though, of course, running loads of channels at the same time requires a fair bit of work. Now we're talking about taking that content and sort of repurposing it across loads of places, but you know, you still got to put in the work that that's that video script doesn't write itself. Those social posts don't design themselves that, you know, the podcast episode doesn't just record itself from the post. You've still got to put in some time. So you're going to have to prioritize which channels you work on and which ones you really need to run. Now, of course, a little caveat here, a little sort of bugbear of mine is people selling you on a particular channel will convince you that that channel is the most important thing in the world. The big example, if you're not posting on TikTok 10 times a day or you don't have a podcast, you're basically lazy, subhuman, human scum. How dare you not post 500 pieces of content a week? You're nothing, you're mud. But obviously, that's total rubbish. Good news, normal person. You don't need to win every game. You don't need to post on TikTok 10 times a day. If you're smashing it on some other channels, you wouldn't even notice that you're not posting on TikTok 10 times a day. Jeff Bezos seems to have grown Amazon just fine without being super active on LinkedIn, right? He's not using TikTok. He's not growing a personal brand. He's not making a massive audience. They just focused on their product and a few key marketing channels like SEO and PPC. So the good news is you don't need to do everything and it can feel really overwhelming and intimidating trying to keep on top of, you know, 15, 20 different content channels, even if you have a really efficient repurposing model. Us too. 
So here's how I suggest you kind of prioritize this. Make your priorities based on a channel's proximity to commercial intent, okay? Choose your channels based on their proximity to commercial intent, i.e. where are people hanging out just before they decide to buy? You hear me talking about locksmiths a lot, right? Locksmiths are an amazing example of a business that you don't think about at all until you absolutely need it. And there's a lot of businesses like locksmiths out there. So if you're not a locksmith, but your business shares some of these characteristics, then it's still going to be interesting for you. So if you need a locksmith, what do you do? You don't go on Facebook or TikTok and scroll through hoping to find a local locksmith posting viral videos. It's just not how it works, right? You go to Google and you search for locksmith or emergency locksmith or locks locksmith fast call out, something like that. If you're standing outside your front door in the rain, you're not just going to be browsing or hey let's just check out some podcasts and see if I can find a locksmith that I can fall in love with and then maybe I might call them in a few hours time after I've listened to a few great episodes it just doesn't happen so you got to think about where the commercial intent where is the decision actually happening so if you're a locksmith you need to be right towards the sharp end of the funnel you need to be make prioritizing the channels that are most important for you based on what your customer's behavior is going to be compare this to something completely the other way. Let's say that you're selling luxury cars. Someone doesn't immediately need a luxury car and decide right now I need a luxury car because it's raining and I need to buy a Rolls Royce so I can, you know, get home or whatever. That doesn't happen. That is a much longer purchase and that is much more relationship based. So for a business like that, for sure, posting on social, building up huge social following can be great because what you're doing there is you're appearing in front of people over and over and over and over again and gradually you're building up. Think of it like a sort of temperature gauge in their body or in their brain. And as soon as you get to the top of the temperature gauge, that's when they decide to buy. So those sorts of longer term channels can work really well for businesses that have a longer purchase cycle or who are selling something that people don't know they need, for example. Exposure Ninja, I guess we're one of those businesses that some companies are searching for digital marketing agencies who so want to be at the sharp end, you want to be ranking, you want to be running ads. But some companies don't know they need what we offer, right? The reason we offer the free website marketing review is actually the majority of our clients didn't know that they needed an agency before they had the free website and marketing review. And when we give them the marketing review, they're like, wow, actually, there's a huge amount of growth here for us. If we could do these things, we can unlock some serious growth. And then we say, great, well, you know, we can help you with this if you want to. So you've got to understand where you fit in that sort of spectrum between selling Rolls Royces and selling an emergency locksmith service. And then you're going to choose your channels that you're going to prioritize based on that. You don't need to do absolutely everything. You don't need to win every single game. For most of the clients that we work with, they prioritize search, right? Google search. They prioritize ranking. They, uh, they prioritize ads. They prioritize creating content for the key pages on their website, creating blog content, maybe producing videos as well, because those can also rank. They'll also often uh, prioritize email or will encourage them to prioritize email because email is a great way of re-engaging past or dormant customers so that you can make them buy. And email is one of those channels that you get quite high leverage uh, for the amount of time that you put in. You can get quite a lot of sales out of it because you're re-engaging people. These are people that have already got some familiarity with you anyway. Now, for a smaller campaign that we're working on with clients, we might only create the hub content, use it as a topic for outreach, for example, to get links. We might run some social ads to it and we might send some emails out about it. But even with relatively few channels like that, 
you can get some great results. We helped one eight-figure client grow 40%, over just over 40% in a year by dominating Google search using this approach, right? So producing really long-form content on their blog and then using those other channels, using outreach to get coverage in industry-related publications, using that stuff for email marketing so they could send stuff to prospects to turn them into leads and then customers running paid social ads, running retargeting ads, where basically the long form content is the hub and then everything else is sort of feeding that. And there's calls to action in the hub to make people convert and become a client. So that's the content model that you can use rather than going through this four step approach for every single channel that you want to produce for choose one long form hub, put all your energy into that and then repurpose from that on these other different channels prioritized according to your business. So I hope you found this useful. If you have, drop us something, some form of engagement in the podcast, I guess, leave us a review. That'll be the best thing. Leave us a review because I, you know what I really love when I'm a little bit bored, I'll just go and flick through the reviews on our podcast. I'll go and have a look through the comments on YouTube. And do you know what? If I've had a tough day, it's a great thing to do. It really cheers me up. So if you enjoy the podcast, let us know. Drop us a subscribe or a follow or whatever. Um, and go and check out the YouTube version of this video as well because I actually draw on an iPad and it's a total car crash. So, <laughs> so go and check that out. Just uh, go onto YouTube and search Exposure Ninja Content Marketing and you'll find us. Until next time, see you soon.